Howdy, folks. Welcome back to the podcast. This was such a treat to be able to talk to Ben and Corley Spell, the founders and the operators, the owners of Good Ranchers. And not only have we enjoyed Good Ranchers for some time, now we enjoy them even more because as you'll talk about, so as you'll talk about, as you'll hear in this episode, they care a lot about delivering a quality product. And that's what first made us very big fans of Good Ranchers. But then hearing their story, hearing their faith, their story of faithfulness, how the Lord's provided and continues to provide for them and how they really are working as unto the Lord, uh, not just in their business, but in every aspect of their life, in their marriage, in their parenting, and the way they're impacting their community and beyond their community. And even as they're currently battling some really, you know, kind of scary health crises, crisis, a, a scary health crisis mm-hmm. um, in real time. And so it was really inspiring and really encouraging to hear from this awesome Christian couple who care about family, they care about marriage, they care about living out their faith in a practical way. And since I'm talking about Ben and Corley Spell from Good Ranchers, I'm going to let you know we've got a link below where you're able to get some pretty cool perks at GoodRanchers.com. In fact, when you use our coupon code, which is Vodberg. V-O-E-T-B-E-R-G. That's our coupon code. Right now, through the end of February, which is a leap. It's a leap year. So we've got an extra long February, which means you got an extra day to take advantage of this promo. Uh, if you order this month, you are able to enjoy a pound and a half of our Applewood smoked bacon in every order for four years. That's what? insane. Wait a second. Was that right? It says free bacon for, for four, four years, years until, until the, the next, next leap year. year. That is insane. <laughs> I didn't read this until I, just now. That's, that's crazy. pretty cool. Yeah, that's 72 pounds of free bacon they will send you just for being a subscriber. That's over $900 of free bacon value when you subscribe to at for any box today and use our code, which is VOTEBERG. Use our code to claim your free bacon until the next leap year before this offer ends. That's that is a sweet deal. So that's just for February, I'm assuming. Yeah. So if you sign up before the end of this February, before the end of yeah. this, you know, extra extended February, you get free bacon every in every order for four years. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I screenshot it and I meant to grab it. Maybe I'll read it a little bit later. But some of you guys have ordered your first boxes of Good Ranchers and said you love it and you knew about them for a long time and you finally pulled the trigger. So that makes us really happy because, again, Good Ranchers is someone we really stand behind. So, Okay, go get your go choose your box of meat that you're going to order and then enjoy that free bacon. Think of us every time you're eating that free bacon. All right, enjoy today's episode. The Now That We're a Family Podcast. Well, Ben, Corley, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. There are so many aspects of your story that I can't wait to hear about, and I'm sure there's plenty of parts, plenty of parts of your story that we're not going to have time to get to. Uh, I already gave a brief introduction as to who you are, but I'm curious in your own words, you know, like not, not what your bio says online, but right now when you guys bump into an old friend, you know, that you haven't seen for 10 years and they're like, Ben, Corley, what are you up to? What's the answer, you know, from your, from your mouth these days? Who are you? What are you up to these days? Okay. That's a, that's a, that's a great thought. That's a great way to phrase um, that question of, wow, how much things can change in 10 years. That's for sure. Yes. Um, 
and that's how that's what I would answer. Well, that's what I do answer um, if and when I run into those guys. Uh, yeah, if you ten years ago, yeah, not even. I mean, not even close to thinking what our life would be like uh, or what my life would be like. Um, yeah. Thoughts? Yeah. First of all, thanks for having us on the show. Super excited to be here. Um, yeah, Ben and I got married nine years ago, eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. And he was a worship pastor. So yeah. we met at church. He was a worship pastor. And so we had like this whirlwind romance, like from meeting to engaged and married was like six months. You know, when you just know, you know. Um, And so I was like, okay, I'm going to be a pastor's wife. Like, let's do this, right? And then it just took like a a complete right turn from there. And here we are with the meat company and four babies and all the things. But yeah, yeah, the in-between is really good, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, people think all the time that we, when I tell them that I heard God say, you know, that God said, start a meat company, and we went and did it. People just naturally assume, yeah, well, you must have really been into grilling or or smoking meats or agriculture. Like, or agriculture like, and and, uh, and when I go, no, I I had literally never cooked a steak before in my life. Like, wow. I was not, I, I had never, I'm telling all myself here, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a manly, I was a manly guy as, you know, manly men go, but, um, yeah, I had never even like lit a grill myself, been to lots of barbecues, but you know, just, I was not into grilling, wasn't into smoking meat, wasn't into cooking meat, didn't know the difference between a ribeye or a strip or a, I mean, I mean, I knew nothing. So it was out of left field for, you know, for, uh, for us to to listen to that voice, and because uh, usually you think God will call you to do things that He's already equipped you for, um, <laughs> or that you feel equipped for, and in, in this instance, um, yeah, it, it could have been further from that. So yeah. Wow. So not only was he setting you up to start a company, it sounds like he saved you from becoming a vegan, is if I'm hearing everything correctly. <laughs> no. I was never anything close to a vegan. Uh, okay. I just I just didn't I didn't cook a lot. Yeah, you know, and for that matter, I didn't grill uh, a lot. I'm also, yeah, I'm also from Southern Louisiana, and um, my my mom's side of the family is Italian, so just like the the staples of food that we ate weren't really like grilling type stuff. Um, Yeah, but yeah, no, uh, again, yeah, our 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 story is honestly, it's it's really not that crazy when you when you read through like every crazy story of every person that was used in the Bible, mm-hmm. like <laughs> God has a way of taking the, the unlikely to do things that, you know, they, they, they never really imagined. I mean, yeah. we thought that a shepherd boy would, would be King and, and yeah. killed the Goliath. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Oh. Well, I'm curious, you know, Corley, you talked about marrying uh, a music pastor. You're thinking, I'm going to be a pastor's wife. And then all of a sudden, it's like this bait and switch situation. You're like, what the heck, dude? Like, this is not what I signed up for. But I, I love that, actually, because when we, when we join in a marriage, you know, that covenant of marriage, it's like we're we're marrying somebody knowing that life's going to change. Like, that person's going to grow. And so you're not marrying 
it's like you're marrying a person, but you know, it's going to be a different person 10 years from now, you know, and you want to grow together. And it seems like that's what you've done. Just the fact that you're able to look back and say, well, a ton has happened between then and now, but it's been awesome. You know, that is a testimony to obviously your marriage and and your guys' faithfulness to each other and, and trust in the Lord. But I am curious, you know, coming, I think I've heard before you were expecting your first, or maybe you just had your first about the time. When, when you felt like you were going to move towards the meat, meat company? And how was that for you as a wife, as a, a mother? Um, and was that hard to explain to other people too? I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, it was really hard to explain actually to friends because they were like, I mean, I remember one specific friend, she's one of our closest friends and she just sat Ben down and she's like, what are you doing? Like, you have to provide for your family. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, that, as Ben tells his story, he had always just had this um, kind of in the back of his mind thought of or wanting to have like a side hustle or some kind of other supplemental income that wouldn't make um, us so dependent on the church uh, for all of our needs. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but he just had that calling. And now I see it. It was just a calling of being an entrepreneur. I think that's always been on his heart and um, on him. So he had been having that and he would talk to me about it, just like different business ideas. And, and we actually had already started our own company. I had a, a wedding planning company that was um, very successful. And so I had walked that road before and um, my dad had his own business, my sister, my brother. So I just kind of came from this um, family of entrepreneurs. So I feel like God really prepared my heart um, in the moment that he you know, did tell me, Hey, I was just told to start a meat company. What do you think? And we did just have our first baby. He was fresh, like two months. So I'm in the newborn fog. Right. Um, but honestly it was an easy yes, because like you said, like when I married him, I, I knew that wherever he led us, I was going to go like no questions asked. So it, it really was an easy yes. And I mean, it didn't make sense in the moment, like the hows and what ifs and all the things, but I trusted him. I trusted God. And I knew that the rest would be taken care of. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure when your wife just completely trusts you. <laughs> Amen. Yes. But it's also empowering. I think it's and it, and it makes you lean that much heavily heavy heavier on 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 your Lord and Savior. You're thinking, "Oh boy, you know, as my wife's looking to me, I need to look unto my Lord and Savior and, and my King here. Well, I'm curious because you guys clearly have a very successful company now. We have a lot of couples who listen to the podcast that would love to have a side hustle or start something together. And there are so many good ideas out there and it's so hard to actually make something successful. So I'm curious, like, okay, he has this idea. You guys are like, okay, we're going to do this. What are the first steps you guys took? Because people take different steps, but did you hire out people? Like, did you hire people immediately? Were you sourcing me immediately? Were you guys doing everything yourselves? Like, how did that look? Did you have your business model? Like, okay, this meat's going to show up on their doorstep. Did that kind of evolve? Oh, yeah. It, well, I mean, we're from, not, where, from where we started, started where we right. are is yeah, just night and day different. Very, very different. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a, a, a string of questions there. Uh, I'll say this. If, if you feel, if you know you're called to do something, and if you're called to do it, you'll know you're called. And there's, and I'm, and honestly, I feel like there's, there's really no question. I think that we can, we can let fear make us question when God tells us to do something. But in, 
in your heart, you know, you know, you know that you know that God's speaking to you. And sometimes we'll let fear push it down. But in your heart of hearts, you know, um, you know when it's God. And so for that, um, you have to go. Like you, you, you can't sit and wait uh, for God to reveal the whole plan. If if He says go, you go. And I, you know, I think of, um, I I always think of the story of uh, God telling Abraham to go sacrifice his son on the mountain, and like that. I mean, that you, we we know how incredibly massive of a deal that would be for any father to their son, but but the one who's been waiting on a, a promised child for, for decades. Um, and, but he listened and he, and he obeyed and he, and he, and he trusted the voice of God. Mm-hmm. Thankfully he kept listening at the top of the mountain, right? Because just because God says, go do this, doesn't mean that, you know, and, um, doesn't mean, um, that that was the full, that was the full plan. And I think so many people get hung up on how to start or afraid to start or what to do. And uh, I'm a firm believer on if God called you to do it, take the step, start walking and he's gonna go before you. He's go- if God called you to do something, he goes before us and he prepares the path. So start walking and keep listening as you're walking. And yeah, and, and for us, that's what we did. And yeah. And even like there is fear, like, of course there's fear, there's unknown, then you, I mean, we're humans, we can't see the future, but I mean, like do it scared, right? Just do it. Just even if it's baby steps, just do whatever those baby steps are. And eventually your steps are going to become bigger and bigger. And, you know, he's just going to open all the doors for you. Yeah. And, and it's, it's when you know, hindsight's 2020, trust me, like we're six years in. Like I promise you, we had a lot of, we've had we've we've had a lot of, oh God, what are we doing? Moments like, like it, it hasn't been all rainbows. Yeah. Um, but when you know that God is for you, and we know that God is for us, um, and you know that you have the support of your spouse, um, I mean, honestly, <clears throat> you can't be afraid to fail, and and I don't think I've made this clear enough. For me, this having what true support from Corley was when she said, if you heard God, I trust you. Really, what I knew, what I got from her in that moment is even if this doesn't work, you're gonna, you're you're not gonna get mad at me and leave me or or hate me because you don't you, even if that didn't work, you don't see me as a failure. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I knew that that was the support that I had. So I wasn't afraid to fail. Um I mean, I w- we want it to be successful. Got to provide for the family. Like, uh, definitely put as much of a business plan as I knew, you know, I, as so many do down on a napkin and go, okay, well, uh, I mean, honestly, for the first few years, it was like running a, a lemonade stand. I'm like, okay, if we can buy this much meat <laughs> and sell it for this much, <laughs> whatever we have left, that's called a surplus. Yeah. And uh, to answer your question, it was just us in the beginning. I yeah. mean, it started with Ben just sourcing whatever meat he could, which is not the best quality because we just learned so much as we got into the industry. But- um, Yeah, I was selling meat out of the back of the truck in the parking lot. He was. And I was running our social media and all the things at home with the baby, you know? So we just did it, you know? We just made it work and 
did it. <laughs> wow. There are so many cool things that you just said that uh, were really encouraging to me. I mean, even Ben, you talking about when you had the support of your wife, it wasn't, it didn't give you peace because you're like, well, now I know, now I know that she thinks I'm going to be successful and she's excited because, you know, we're going to be successful entrepreneurs. You knew at that point that even if you failed, you, you had the support of your wife. She loved you. She supported you. And that's an empowering place to be at in a marriage on both, on both sides. And I often joke about, you know, like with God's mathematics, you know, you've got like the father, son, the Holy spirit, and you're like, man, they are one, but they're three. And then two become one. It's like a man and a woman become one. And when you are aligned, when you are united, it's not like your efforts are doubled. It's like the math gets supernatural all of a sudden when a husband and a wife, yes, exponential. And it's so cool to hear that on on both sides. Um, I want to, I want to go back to really quick, you mentioning not knowing anything about the industry. Were there like things early on? Because I mean, I look at what you guys are doing now and it's such a blessing, not only from like a convenience standpoint, you know, a price standpoint, but the quality standpoint. And and more people have become more educated over over recent years. But even going back, like you said, six years ago, there wasn't as as much, uh, I guess, um, curriculum out there or information out there to educate yourself. And so, were there some like aha moments where you're kind of like, "Wow, I never knew." And if so, what what were those? Well, yeah, it was in. Uh, about a year and a half in, um, again, knowing nothing about agriculture, um, one, uh, we, we, we decided, let's start looking at some, are there any conferences or something that we can go learn about meat and learn more about? And got online and I found the, the North American Meat Conference. And I was like, of course there's a North American Meat Conference. Uh, and so went to that and then that really opened my eyes to the industry and to just into so much. And then and then that's that's when I learned um, it was around that same time that we that we actually learned that almost everything we were selling was imported. And we had no idea. Yeah. And we were being told that it was like from farms in the Midwest. Like that's what we were being told. And hmm. because there's no transparency at all in the meat industry in the U.S. Like there's no country of origin labeling law for beef or for pork it can so it can come from anywhere in the world and it can have an america flag sticker and say product of usa on it while it's being sold in the grocery store at whole wow. foods yeah. um all wow. the heb kroger you name it uh, it, it it can have an american flag sticker have a usda inspection on it and be from mexico brazil anywhere in south america anywhere in the world anywhere from australia to new zealand to yeah. Asia, you name it. So when we realized that, we went, "Whoa, that's that's weird." Uh, and so uh, it was right around. It was 2018 was our first year. 2019 was the second year. That's where we really started kind of learning and about sourcing and things. And then in 2020, we drew a line in the sand and we said, "You know what? We are only going to source from American farms and ranches." Um, and then more importantly than that, we're we're we really got on a quest. Um, for clean sourcing, ethical sourcing. Um, and uh, we said, we're, we're only going to sell what we would eat and what we would bring into our own home and eat to our own home. We don't want to mm. be selling something online to other people and then going to Whole Foods and buy <laughs> and buy, you know, or, all organic or something. Um, yeah. And we said, and so, yeah, it, again, it sounds, sounds, really 
basic, but that was our plan. We said, yeah, let's just uh, build a product list that we would want to eat, feed to our kids, feed to our friends. And that's what we started sourcing and doing and yeah. just saw massive success from there. Even well, in naming our company in the beginning, like we had no idea that we would be what was to come. You know, we had no idea when we named yeah. it Good Ranchers, we did not know what that was going to, the gravity of that and what that was going to mean, you know? So it's just super cool what God has done. Yeah, we thought that we've, we've jumped around on the story, but um, so I apologize for that. But we really thought that this was just a stepping stone um, because again, I thought I was in ministry full time and I thought that this was uh guy going hey you know run this meat stand for a couple of summers and that's <laughs> what it was it was, it was what it was it was, a tent, meat it was stand. a tent in a parking lot selling meat just like a yeah, like a farmer's market yeah and uh so <laughs> i thought we would do that for a few years and uh that would like, like be able to save some money put some money aside to either plant a church start a church do mm-hmm. do something back in ministry mm-hmm. um, and uh, I will say this, like being in full-time ministry from the time I was 19 into my early thirties, like I was very much a part of the church bubble. And I am, by the way, we are, I am pro the church. We go to church every Sunday, like, um, uh, but I, I said this to say, I do see having been full-time ministry for more than a decade and now being an entrepreneur, I think that we miss it. The church misses it a little bit on how important it is to have Christian businesses and how, how important it is that the, the ministry side of Christian business owners and the power that a business can do. And we, we started saying this a few months, just really just, we've been living this for years, but we really started saying this a few months ago that, we're for profit for purpose mm-hmm. and you don't have to, you don't have to be a nonprofit to have a purpose. You could be for profit and for purpose. And, and, um, and, and we need more Christian business owners. I, I had this conversation with my pastor, uh, a few months ago and, uh, <laughs> of, I feel like we need more Christian business owners than we need more churches. We need churches, don't get me wrong. But as a business, we get people for 40 hours a week on minimum. And and um, and 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 we also get to support causes that we're you know, you know, we do make money and we can take that money and then put it behind causes um, that we support, like you know, things like Turning Point USA or shows like Ali Stuckey or live action. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hearty amen to all of that. And, you know, just in, in you saying that, I think of when you even put it in that time frame, I love how you broke down the like, you know, most people are at their place of work for, you know, on average, say 40 hours a week. And you're like, talk about a place of ministry, a place of life happening, the word of God going out. You think about having the word of the Lord on your on your on the tip of your tongue when you're in the workplace or if your boss is somebody that is, it is honoring to God, you know, he's submitted before the Lord. Talk about 
a place of growth in your faith and, 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 and Christ being magnified and being made much of and the gospel going out. And I think a lot, I think about that too, because we, of course, yes, we love the church. I love that there are men that we are able to support to, you know, full time minister to people with studying the word and preaching the word and, and, uh, you know, and discipling and counseling. I'm so grateful for, for that. And obviously it's a huge part of the church. Uh, but when you just look at the church and you think, boy, if we're only thinking that we're Christians when we're inside the four walls of where our church meets and, and we're not elsewhere, then we're doing the church a disservice, you know, first and foremost, and we're not actually living as Christians. Like you said, you are a Christian businessman. You are a Christian business. We are a Christian family. And I love thinking, thinking about it that way. Cause again, as parents, it's like, no, our child, the formation of their life is going to be first and foremost in our home. That's where they're spending all their time. You know, that's where they're putting their head down to sleep. We're not, of course, we're grateful for people that minister to our children in other, in other ways, but viewing that as being first and foremost upon yourself, I think is extremely crucial. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's like, yeah, I want more Christian businesses. I want to do business with other Christians. I want to, I want to spend my money at Christian businesses. Yeah, because even like as parents, you know, you don't really think about this until you have kids, but you're like, oh my gosh, when they grow up, like, where are they going to work? You're like, Chick-fil-A is kind of the only option, right? Like, we need to have more Chick-fil-A type places to to have our kids to work at. Yeah, you guys, you guys, I guess meat, you know, that's the industry you want to be in. Chicken, beef. Or Hobby Lobby, you know. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That's another one. So I'm curious, you guys are having kiddos this whole time. And that brings in a lot with health and with your energy levels. And I don't know how your pregnancies were, but how was that when you're trying to support the business, Corley, and you're pregnant? Because, yeah, I'm just curious. (laughs) For sure. Um, So we had our first baby and at the end of 2017, and that's when we launched the business was you know, very early 2018. And then basically like every 16 months we'd have another baby. Um, and so that was really tough. When I look back, I'm like, how did we do that? Um, it was, I mean, I could not, we could not have done that without. Yeah. Last, last year, last year was the first year since starting the business that you weren't either pregnant or having a newborn. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was a nice break. And like, you know, in the beginning it was just us. So it was fine. We were working at home. Um, but then as we started growing, we started hiring. And so at one point in our very first starter home, you know, it was like three bedroom and like a little dining room. And so we'd meet in the dining room and we had like four employees that would like come to our house. And then we're like having two, three kids. And so it just got very tight. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, it was interesting, but looking back, I mean, fully only did it because of God. Like he sustained us and my, my pregnancies were great. They, they were, and thankfully I didn't have any, um, major issues with that. So I, I always felt good and my, my deliveries were, were, um, pretty smooth too. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I, I will say this though. We, um, we had help because we sought help and we, and we didn't have, we never had this like, oh, we got to do it all ourselves. Like yeah. we, um, we we got help early on. Like we started hiring people early on. Uh, so many people are afraid to hire people or afraid to, yeah, let, let go of some things. And 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 uh, we we knew 
And I, I read the the book uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad years ago, and and the the part that really changed me or that helped me so much was he said that so many people think they're starting a business, but all they do is create a job for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I just really took that to heart. Okay. If I'm going to start this, I have to, like, I don't want to just create a job for myself. I need to, every element of it has to be able to be duplicated and given to someone else. And, and we just keep building off of that. And, and, uh, and Corley, Corley was massive in, in helping with that, uh, with that part because uh, delegation is a spiritual gift for her. <laughs> hey, babe, take out the trash. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm also curious. You say you're selling your meat out of a van or a truck or a tent, or I'm not sure, but so it's, it's really bad when you say it out of a van. <laughs> yeah, the slaughterhouse on the corner there. Uh, but yeah, like farmer's market, maybe more style. And then was delivery always a part of your plan, or did that just happen? Yeah, it was. It was. The plan was to sell it online eventually, to get online and sell meat online okay. eventually. Uh, there's a pretty uh, hard barrier of entry in perishable good space. Yeah. Um, and and um, so the plan was to do that eventually. COVID happened in 2020 and that made us go, we got to get online now. Like that sped up the plan. And uh and so we launched at the, at the end of 2020, going into 2021 online. We were still selling. We still had trucks and, and stuff at the same time. And then we shut all the trucks down in 2021, went fully online in 2022. And that's where, and that's really like the business, what it is today, um, really started in 20, really into 2021, 2020, 2022. Yeah. Like what we were before that. I mean, we were really just figuring out learning so much kind of just building the roots and uh yeah but and now we're fully online and have been since 2022 yes yeah wow and how did so long ago but so not long ago yeah you guys have scaled so fast i'm curious going from in person to to online how did you bring your audience with you like did you guys or did you were you starting fresh did you just have an online audience or was there some way you'd kept track of those customers in person that you were able to bring with you? Well, yeah, we were building a customer base yeah. with the trucks and that was the, and that was the plan. We'll, we'll yeah. go around, we'll go to these metro, metropolitan cities and we'll blitz the advertising and we'll, we'll build a base and eventually start selling online. Yeah. So, um, so we, we had a really strong base when we launched online. Um, and, and on social media too, like, you know, getting those customers in the funnel as yeah, well. Yeah. Building, yeah. Building the brand. Yeah. Uh, those first, those first few years. So it wasn't, it wasn't like starting from scratch, starting online. We had a strong base, uh, but we're even with all of that though, we are 180 degree different mm-hmm. of how, of a company of how we run, how we operate, how we source yeah. today versus, yeah. versus mm-hmm. then. But Again, when you look at it now, it's, it seems it's pretty complex, but it was just one step and that's how you eat an elephant. And it's just one bite at a time and just, yeah. And whenever we went online, we knew that we needed to reach different audiences. And so 
one of the um, categories that we really dove into was the Christian conservatives. And so like, who was Charlie Kirk? Charlie Kirk was like our first podcast that we sponsored. And then Ali Stuckey was right after him. And we just saw like massive growth with them. Like the audience just really resonated with our brand, our messaging, our values. And so from there, we just kind of built on that. It's been really fun to do because we get to support people that we love, you know? Yeah. Yeah, That's so cool. Yeah. You know, go ahead, Ben. No, uh, well, this is, I have a, I have a small soapbox. Okay. We did not, we did not set out to be a conservative Christian company that where you could shop your values. That's just who we are. And, and, uh, Here's my soapbox. Don't start a business because you're Christian or conservative and like want to sell your values. You have to have a product. Like you have to have a product that's quality um, and your values are an overflow. And um, I, I, so many people are just, are using value or leading with values. And um, I'm fearful of that that it's going to implode because it's the wrong, the, the, the first thing has to be what service am I providing? What um, problem am I solving? And, and, and am I putting a quality product out there? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and then you're, like I said, your values um, should be an overflow of who you are. And for us, that was like, we didn't, we didn't have the strategic marketing of we're going to market to Christians and conservatives. Mm-hmm. It's just who we are. So we wanted to support Ali Stuckey. We wanted to support Charlie Kirk. We were like, that's, uh, and uh, so we said, let's, you know, let's advertise with these people. Let's, let's support these, uh, these things. And, and it turned out that, because we, you know, we, you know, obviously we're doing online ads and Facebook and Google and like what everyone else does. Like, um, and for us, we were really able to build there was a number of years that that uh, all almost all of 2022, yeah, almost all of 2022 and most of 2023, we ran zero Facebook ads and zero Google ads. And when we tell people that, they're like, "Wait, what? How did you build this business?" Like, and you know, it's, and it's such a testament to God saying, "Hey, start a meat company and and follow me, and I'm gonna," um, because like. Um, being able to build a brand and a business the size that we've built it, yeah. honestly, with and not off of Google and Facebook. Like we do run Facebook and Google ads now, um, but I mean, but we built this not off of Google and Facebook. We built mm-hmm. it off of of uh, honestly off of podcasts mm-hmm. that we were that we wanted to support mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, and shows that we wanted to organizations and shows that we just wanted to support and be a part of. And, yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, no, and we're <laughs> grateful for that. And it's really, it's really cool to be able to have uh, an alignment in values, like you said. And and I love you pointing that out, Ben, because it's like it should go without saying that your values are going to inform how you do your business, which is going to then result in a quality product and an, or in a you know quality service. That should be the expectations from Christians. Is if you're doing it as unto the Lord. It's like, yeah, you want to strive for excellence and all those things and have that be, like you said, 
the uh, at the forefront. It's like, well, yeah, of course we're Christians, and that's why we are, you know, not cutting corners when it comes to labeling. You know, because I even go back to that part of your story. I'm sure that there is a conscience issue there too at times, where you're kind of like, oh, I see why these companies do this, why they throw that label on there, and why they import it from here. Like that all adds up, you know, monetarily. I see why they're doing it, and yet. We're Christians. We do things differently. There's there's a different ethic to how we do business, and and hopefully that is seen in the marketplace with quality product and, and quality service. Uh, and I and I know it certainly is the case with you guys. Well, there's such a difference too when you're aligning with someone. Like we loved Good Ranchers, what they stood for, what you guys stood for, just on your website. We didn't know that you were Christians when you know, I first heard about Good Ranchers, I was just like, oh, this sounds like an awesome opportunity for great meat that aligns with our values. And then it was this icing on the cake to find out, no way, they're Christians. That's so cool. They've got four kids. That's so cool. And just the more that we found out about you, you find more like that's the roots that are supporting your structure. But just on the surface, you're adding so much value to the marketplace with your product. And I think that we really undermine that, like you said, when we try to just sell our values, then it's really creating this false market because you aren't getting the support and you aren't getting the integrity and you aren't building up an actual Christian economy that's sustainable because at the end of the day, we're going to go spend our money where we're getting a quality product. Maybe for a little bit, you know, you can like fund someone where it's more of like a ministry, but it's more like an outreach that you're doing with your dollars versus like, oh, I'm stoked to be spending my money here in aligning with this vision. Preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. Yeah. That's been... Like our heart has always been, we uh, a, a tree is known by its fruit, and if we have to boast that we're Christian, if we have to if if we have to boast that, like, um, yeah, we, I'm probably a little bit more sensitive to it, like just because coming from the church community, um, I just I I never want it to, I never wanted to use Christ to sell. Like, I, yeah. um, I, I don't think that that's what we're supposed to do. I think, I think we're supposed to, I think we're supposed to show Christ and we're supposed to live Christ. And, um, but it, yeah, that's why we, you know, we've, and we kind of run around it before, like, but we don't have like a Bible verse or anything on any of our boxes and packaging and stuff. Cause, and, and I'm not saying that people that do that are just virtue signaling, signaling, but, um, uh, because they they definitely aren't all uh, doing that, but there is so much virtue signaling of oh look at me I'm a Christian I'm a Christian and, and you know buy from us because we're a Christian company and uh, uh, I'm really on this tangent but again I'm against that so I've got a lot of soapbox on it yeah well because it's just it's happening so so much yeah. so much so and much. like you know that's how you draw people into Christ right it's just like a little bit. You know, if you just go all out and you're just, you know, we're vomiting all over them about Christ. They're like, okay, okay, okay. But, yeah. you know, you just let them see a little bit. and Yeah. Again, a tree should be known by its fruit. Yeah. So, you know, if we, if we have to, if you can't see it, um, if it's not evident in your actions, then, then, yeah. then that's, I mean, that's, the, that's the biggest, um, what am I trying to say? That's. It has to be evident in your actions, um, not, yeah. not just in your words. So yeah. done with that. 
Oh, we love hearing the soapboxes. I think it, I think it needs to be said too. Yes. Yeah. And that is something that, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot of value just to sharing that. Uh, you guys have talked about some of the, well, you haven't talked about on this podcast, but just briefly before when we were talking about some of the hardships in your marriage or correlate some of your health challenges that you've gone through before and you guys are entering into a new season of that again. Would you mind sharing with our audience what that is and why, you know, you spoke to just being so confident and so faith-filled and where did that, did you always have that confidence? Were you guys always so aligned and like we're unshakable in this or was there a time when you really felt like it rocked your world? Yeah. So, um, in 2021, we were pregnant with our fourth baby, like newly pregnant, like five, six weeks along. And then I went in for a routine dermatologist appointment just to get a skin check. Actually, I wanted him to go cause I felt like he had some places that I wanted them to look at. He was fine. I was, I was, I was, fine. I was not. <laughs> so they found a melanoma. So they found skin cancer. So I got the call, you have cancer, I'm pregnant, I am freaking out. You know, they're telling me things like, oh, I'm gonna send you the MD Anderson, they're gonna wanna test your lymph node to see if it's there. And I mean, I was shaken like to the core. You know, just being pregnant, like you're already so emotional. And then to have that thrown on you, it's just like, what, why God, right? But I didn't say in the why God moment, I I moved on and, um, Anyway, so we prayed about it. What should we do for next steps? They were recommending that we wait till I was in my second trimester to do the surgery and remove everything. And so we felt comfortable with that. We did it. Um, the surgery was successful. They didn't find any more on my leg, but they did a lymph node biopsy and they found a teeny tiny bit in there, which was scary, but it wasn't enough to, they felt they needed to do any other treatments. Um, and before we did this, I mean, they were having like really, really tough, scary conversations with us. Like, are you prepared to lose your baby? Are you prepared to have to deliver at 24 weeks so we can take the baby and start you on this aggressive treatment plan? Are you prepared to raise three kids by yourself if, you know, her and the baby go and all this stuff? And we're just like, oh my gosh, no, like this is not going to happen. Like, stop, you know, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. We just very for the worst. Yeah, I, yeah, but like none, like I didn't receive any of that. Like God was just with us the whole time and like just gave us so much faith and so much strength in those conversations. Um, anyways, had the surgery, um, had the baby. The baby was healthy. She even went over 40 weeks and she's wonderful. She just turned two, two this weekend. She's my little walking miracle. Every time I look at her, I'm just reminded of God's faithfulness. Um, but yeah, but then this year, last month, um, I felt this hole in lymph node near the spot that they removed before. And sure enough, my cancer is back. Um, so we're figuring out next steps, but I will say, I'm like, so thankful that one, I'm not pregnant again, you know, cause that was really hard. It really was just, I didn't care what happened to me. I wanted, you know, my baby to be healthy. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're in the middle of the healing journey and making decisions on, you know, there, uh, anybody listening to this, the, if cancer is such a, there, there is no one cure and there, cause there is no cure and you, you have to do your research. You have to do like, like uh, 
don't just get one opinion from one doctor. Don't like, yeah. please see, see multiple, get multiple, because they will all tell you something different. And, yeah. um, and so many people don't realize that they just think, okay, I'm going to go to the doctor and there's a standard of care. And, um, they, uh, but I mean, honestly, they're, they are very much practicing on how they treat cancer. So, um, just do your homework, do your research. And, yeah. uh, and so that's what, and that's what we've, been yes. doing again yeah we went from MD Anderson to UT Austin to uh, places in California and other places and different yeah. doctors and online things and and the you know the different things that we hear from all the from different people again it's it's not the same and so that's been very helpful yeah because <laughs> some are completely doom and gloom and some are very hopeful and you don't want to people to just tell you what you want to hear um, but again the truth is in the middle somewhere so yeah so we're on a healing journey, but yeah, and that's um, that, that's and like I said, like I am filled with faith, especially having gone through this before being pregnant. Like I, I know that I can do this. Like God is with me, and I'm going to be healed. I fully believe that. Um, it's just a matter of figuring out strategy right now, um, which we are, and He's with us even every step of the way, connecting us with different doctors and places. Um, but yeah, I mean we're not guaranteed tomorrow and we're not guaranteed this smooth all rainbows and butterflies life. And, but you know, whenever we're with God as well, nothing, no weapon formed can stand, you know? So, and that's what I have to tell myself. I have to pray myself and seeing myself out of all of those fears and all those doubts every day, you know, but I don't sit in it and I don't stay there. Like we, we feel strong, like we're going to get it. And I, honestly, that's half of, any battle, but especially cancer. I mean, you can't be a victim. You just, you have to believe that whatever strategy you're going to do is going to work and God's going to heal you. And I fully believe that's going to happen. So. Yeah. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people, I mean, you see a successful family and they're beautiful and they have a successful company and you know, it means a lot to hear obviously there are so many things behind the scenes that are going on, but so often from the outside, we just forget that. And we think, oh, you know, their life is perfect. And um, while the Lord has certainly blessed your hard work and your effort, it's just, I think it means a lot that you guys are, you know, you guys are going through really hard stuff. Yeah. And um, I mean, I feel like we're supposed to share this story. I feel like it's supposed to be made known so it can strengthen other people's faith and you know further further the gospel so mm. that's what we're doing now yeah Amen. and it's you know it's i don't know it's it's not a it's not a cliche and you know if if you are if you profess christ then and if, if you truly profess christ and if if you if you truly believe what god's word says then then situations like this you have to walk through them in the confidence knowing that that we're not alone yeah um that uh it, that god is for us god is with us and this is the journey that he has us on and we can't we can't yeah be upset we can't cry ourselves to sleep and be mad and like it's just this is the journey this is the path god has us on so we just have to um you know if we, a few weeks ago we were we were kind of talking and with each other and i said you know what I keep wanting to say I'll be glad when this when we get on the other side of this, but but actually I'm not going to say that. I I love being on this journey with you, and mm. 
however long it takes, yeah. you know, we're, we're well, in this together. That's just yeah. what it is. Yeah. Well, that's a powerful perspective. I mm-hmm. appreciate, appreciate you sharing that. Um, and, and again, you know, and, and I'll say this in closing cause our kiddos are getting up and I hear all sorts of noise in the other room. Uh, but I love that from the perspective of, of parents, you know, I know you guys are, are big on your family. You're big on family in general. Of course we are, but to be able to parent from that perspective is such a place of power, right? That your kids, their childhood's not going to be characterized by fear, by doubt, by anxiety, and you have the ability to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord with a full confidence, exemplifying a confidence in your Lord and Savior. Not in your own strength, not in your own health, not what you can get out of this life, but what he's done on our behalf. And uh, and, and so it's really cool to see that you're doing that. And I certainly want to learn from that and be inspired by that because we are bringing up the next generation. And we want and we want to exemplify and show them Christ and, and in, every as- in the hardships and in, and in the triumphs. Um, and so it's cool to hear you guys doing that. Yeah, we're raising Generation Alpha. Alpha. Nice. I didn't know that. Sounds good. It sounds good to me. I like that one. Yeah. Well, wow. thanks for telling me that. Yeah. That's good. I'm excited. That makes me really stoked for our kids' spouses and stuff. You know, they didn't get labeled some some random letter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I know. That's great. Cool. Well, Ben Corley, thank you so much for taking the time. We're so grateful for everything that you're doing in your home, in your company, for the church, for God's kingdom. And we do, we want to continue praying for you and all that you put your hand to do that it prospers. Um, And so thank you so much. And and we're going to link below where people can find you and they can learn more about you. Um, Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Love what you're doing. Love being able to support it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so super glad we were able to get connected. Yeah. Same. Okay, well, bye-bye.